welcome back to HBO Max. I'm McKenna. Uh, joining me as always is Brandon. How are you today, Brandon? Oh, I'm doing absolutely wonderful, McKenna. I got I got these uh, this uh, this cosmic crisp cider right here. It's oh. delicious. The Seahawks won today. Um, oh. I'm doing great. You're living the high life right there. Sports. I'm glad you're doing well with sports. Yeah, you've had a rough go of it. Yeah. Union lost, Phillies lost, Chelsea lost this morning. It's just, sports yeah. are dumb. <laughs> I, I hate them. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and joining us, this very special guest, Joe. How are you today, Joe? Making your return. Return, yes. I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back. Glad to see your faces. Uh, this is this is this promises to be a fun one. Yes, I'm so I'm, I'm thinking, excited. I'm thinking. Oh, yes. This, this is a movie we got right here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing yes. good. Yes. Um, and yes, yeah, speaking of the movie, we did Moonstruck before we get the first the first movie of Craig. Hey, we, we did what movie? Moonstruck, right? Oh, I watched Moonfall. Oh no! <laughs> did you? Did you? No, get out! Get out! No way! No, I'm, I'm joking. Okay. I did not. Watch I was gonna say this is the first time. Somehow, the first time we we watch strong movies. Oh, uh, uh, is there actually a movie called Moonfall? Yeah, it oh. came out this year. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. Moonfall. Oh, I. It's on HBO Max. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Just like the mo this movie is, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have to watch it on Blu-ray, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on HBO Max right there with um, League of Their Own. It's all the movies yep, are on HBO. Both Max. of them are on HBO Definitely. Max. Um, don't check us. Um, the first episode of Criterion Collection Month. Woo. Um, yes. and before we get into facts and figures. I I want to ask you, Joe, why you chose Moonstruck for the movie. I, I, well, uh, this kind of started as a hey, we might do a Nicolas Cage month. <laughs> what's what? What's your thought? And I'm like, fucking Moonstruck. That's what. Um, but then it sort of morphed into a um, Criterion month, and that works too, uh, <laughs> because there is a very nice Criterion disc of this one. Uh, there's some fun extras. Uh, yeah, fucking Moonstruck, man. Uh, this, I would have been, let's see, this this was out in, what, December of 86? 87. And then 87. got a wide, or, or Okay, and then did it get its wide release in 87 or 88? 88, um, January 88. Got okay, okay. That's right, because I have this awful Mandela effect thing uh, between Moonstruck and Aliens, in that I know both Cher and Sigourney Weaver uh, were nominated for Best Actress, and I conflate in my head that it was in the same year, but Aliens was the year prior. And Cher actually won. So there you go. 19, um, 1986, maybe the best year of movies ever. If this was in 1986, oh my God, just solidifies it. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of partial to 82 myself, but, you know, for reasons. Um, but uh, that being said, yeah, uh, 87, I would have been eight 
And this would have been a film that my folks really enjoyed, particularly my mother. I'm sure she owned a copy of it because I feel like as I went through parts of my childhood, this film was like on constant repeat. This is like one of those VHSs that gets worn out. And it was actually something of a big deal at at the time. It's something where MGM thought, Hey, this ain't shit. We're just going to, you know, do a limited release and shelve this fucker. And the film that they decided that they were going to make a big deal tanked. And they're like, well, we, we got this thing. Let's, let's put it out there. And it did reasonably well. And, you know, got some nice Oscar noms and uh, definitely three wins. So uh, it reminds me a lot of my big fat Greek wedding in that same way of like it being this like small rom-com that's like sort of like a niche audience initially and then just like becomes like a big thing yeah yeah i remember the soundtrack being a big deal uh and it's got some bops in it that's for sure you got some dean martin oh my god yeah this movie starts off with when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza i was just like okay i'm in 100 yeah Yeah, you get psycho Nick Cage. Um, yep. yep. Um, nutball Nick Cage is always good Nick Cage. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, man. Uh, and as I got a little older, uh, I, I, this was one of those when you're a kid, you just, you groan and you roll your eyes because it's a movie your parents like, and one that they seem to be watching all the time. Right. And then you get a little bit older and you start to appreciate some of those movies just a little bit more. And this is absolutely one of them. Just the, the fucking timing with the comedy, the it's Brandon. We were talking a little bit earlier how it's so clear. This is written by a playwright, right? And you get all these little scenes that are very, very staged and they feel like they could be, you know, performed in front of an audience on a stage very easily and all these little one-off side characters they get these awesome little scenes and awesome like one-liners and it just it keeps going it's you know it's a great romantic comedy right but it's just it's just a great fucking comedy as it is it's 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 a ton of fun it's a ton of fun. It's, it's Italian as all get out. It's, you know, it's everything, every conversation's about death. Everything's about death. And <laughs> like all these conversations seem to happen around a table or around, you know, like an Island or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, something like that. Um, and that's, it's great. I honestly, it's one of those films where I think, um, you could easily say it's one of the greatest romantic comedies out of like at least the eighties, if not, you know, the latter part of the 20th century pretty easily, I would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my bullshit opinion. <laughs> no, it was, it's, I come from a very Italian family on my mom's side and it felt like a story that would be told at like a Christmas party. It was like, ma'am, these people feel like they could be my family. This is a little creepy. Like that, that, that's, that's cousin Tommy from Philadelphia. He's, you know, but yeah, it was, felt like being home. It was nice. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it did facts and, and figures. Uh, um, 
Uh, so, as we discussed earlier, released December 18th, 1987. It was a limited theatrical release, and then a widespread release January 15th, 1988. Budget of $15 million, box office $122.1 million. Six Oscar, ooh, excuse me, six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, uh, didn't win Best Picture, but it won three other Oscars. Uh, Cher won Best Actress, uh, Olympia Dukakis won Best Supporting Actress, and uh, Best Original Screenplay was won by John Patrick Shanley, if my handwriting is correct. Um, Nicholas Cage it's, almost wasn't in the, sorry? Briefly. Yes. For a long time, the only thing that I knew about this movie was that this was the movie Cher won an Oscar for. <laughs> and I believe that that has been like a punchline in in like sitcoms and other things that I've heard before is like they gave Cher an Oscar. And unfair that that's been used as a joke because she's fantastic in this movie. I love her Nelson. so much. I didn't yeah, know. and Olympia Dukakis, absolutely. She deserves that wholeheartedly. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know anything about this movie, let alone that Cher was in it. Um, so when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, that's, I think that's Cher. And I, I mean, I'm not the best at like spotting faces. So I was like, I had to like Google search. I was like, is, is this just, oh shit, she won an Oscar for this and everything. It was great. It was a nice, I love romantic comedies with my entire heart especially from like the 80s and 90s so like not knowing this and then learning it was was a very exciting surprise for me when i watched it um and nicholas cage was in it um uh speaking of which nicholas cage had he almost didn't make the film his screen test did not improve the studio but share threatened to leave if cage did not get hired and that's why he's in the movie um wow. Um, the kitchen scene, um, uh, the director didn't allow lunch until they perfected their moods and, uh, was then fined by the Actors Guild for, for not allowing lunch. <laughs> yeah, not allowed to do that. <laughs> no, no. Um, Martin Scorsese's parents are in it. Um, Charles yeah. and Catherine, shout out to them in the, uh, the bakery scene when Cher comes in. And um, one of my favorite facts and figures, John Mahoney, as we know. I'm a big Frasier fan. Oh, John uh, Mahoney. John Mahoney. I, He's so good. I yelled, oh, my God, it's Marty Crane. Um, this got him widespread attention, and uh, he said this helped him get cast in Frasier. Uh, this would have been six years later. So I love him. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, and those are all my facts and figures. I was just so excited. I, all of the facts and figures just made me just, I, I don't know. I loved this movie. It was, like I said, it was a very happy surprise that it was a rom-com. Um, I loved it so much. <laughs> I also loved this movie so much. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And more people need this shit in their life. You need to spread the good word of Moonstruck. Yes. This reminded me a lot of when I watched the movie Arthur for the first time. Joe, have you okay. seen Arthur? Um, um, another... It's been so many years that I do not remember it well, but yes. Yeah, Arthur is another uh, 80s rom-com mm -hmm. that stars Dudley Moore, and it's 
fucking hilarious. And I'm just like, God, these movies are so good. 80s rom-coms are really, why aren't we watching more of these? I really appreciate that this is one of those 80s films that doesn't have much that doesn't age well. It's, this movie fucking holds up. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. I don't think it passes the Bechdel test. I couldn't probably not that. It, but but the movie is centered around like romance and stuff. There's very little in this movie that is not focusing on being like about romance. Like they pretty much never not talk about relationships. So um but yeah, there's just like it's so damn funny. It's like every scene had like a like a joke in it that like really made me laugh out loud. And um, it's also it's got the thing of like 80s and like even like early 90s rom-coms where it's just like a normal movie that is a rom-com. Like today when you go and see a rom-com, it's like it's like very like broad comedy, very boring ugly lighting shot like just like very standard like a movie this is just like they went in and made a goddamn film and it's just a rom-com like it's just a really good movie that happens to be a rom-com too yeah 100 yeah. um ah, ah. Like the, the thinking about this kitchen scene and just thinking like all of the different shot angles to get all the emotions. Ah! <laughs> and like that was like another thing that I read about why that kitchen scene took so long to film was they need to perfect the mood and the emotions and they need to figure out where to put the camera to get the best like portrayal of everything. And I, I felt like I was in the kitchen and like it was... You felt like you were sitting at mm-hmm. the table with everyone, which is brilliant. Um, I was disheartened to find out that uh, both Nick Cage and Danny Aiello didn't want to be in that scene, and it took a lot of coercion to get them in there. Um, I, I can't imagine it without them. It's <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Just the intonation in all the lines, like. Uh, would you like some oatmeal? Yes, Mrs. Castorini. I would love some. <laughs> Just because he's fucking with Cher at that point. He's he, She doesn't want him to be there. He's desperate to be there because he's so madly in love with her. And he's just fucking with her. And it's great. And I have the feeling that this is going to be just delicious. <laughs> yes. I, I love how they were able to like, mirror these two lines that made me really laugh both times. When like she when she first gets proposed to him, do you love him? She goes, no. She goes, good. It's it's so much easier if you don't love him. And then at the end, when she's like, do you love him, mom? I love him awful. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> Get it? I I got like a, a full on laugh both times. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I love the first time with that line. How uh, Vincent Gardenia is kind of standing over her when she makes that comment about good, because when you do, they can drive you crazy because they know they can. And she just kind of glances up at him. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I learned so much yeah. about love and relationships in this movie. This is great. <laughs> or like uh, when the dad comes home from the opera 
and her uh, fiance's in there and they have that conversation. He's like, I don't know what yeah, you're talking I had to about. write this down. That's what I'm yes. saying. <laughs> yes. You'll have your eyes open for you, my friend. I have my eyes open. Oh yeah? Well stick around. Don't go any long go don't go any on any long trips. And it's like uh, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I know you don't. That's the point. I'll say no more. <laughs> you haven't said anything. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh my god. Uh, it, and I remember years later after seeing this for the first time, like probably watching uh Leon the professional, it's like, holy shit, that's the dude from Moonstruck. <laughs> Danny Ayala. <laughs> To moonstruck, forty three thirty nine. It's when they're first struck by the moon. Not talk oh, about wait. it, but when so the moon. So is, is it the scene? Because the the moon is there at the very opening shot. Yeah, but no one's struck by that moon. But no, okay, so is it that scene where all the couples are together and they're all looking at the moon? Yeah. So the first one okay. is is uh the the parents. It, well, it's the mom really. Um, Rose and she like looks out the window. That that was the first one. It's forty three thirty nine. Um, apparently, it's supposed to be an eclipse this week, like a total eclipse. Speaking of the moon, now I'm thinking about the moon. Yeah. Like it's like the they they say this for like all of them. It's like the last one for like a million years or whatever. Um, there's like a total eclipse. The last one until twenty twenty five. On like Tuesday. It's because they make up shit about eclipses. Okay, because every <laughs> eclipse. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Okay. Every eclipse is like, oh, this is the only time that an eclipse has happened where it's only covering 50% of the moon. Exactly yes. 50%. Oh, but this, and it's the last time it's going to happen for 50 years. And the next year it's like, okay, this is another eclipse, but it covers 51% of the moon, which has totally never happened before. <laughs> they make shit up. It's it's like in when you're watching like a uh, like a baseball game or like a football game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is the first time that any quarterback has thrown for 200 yards with two receivers who are named Tony. This is an important <laughs> stat that somehow we found out. I don't get that. I don't Grr. get that with the <laughs> <laughs> That concludes Moon Talk for this episode. Um, moon, just cheese. Um, oh, I also want to shout out the, the restaurant in this movie. Now that's a mm -hmm. fine Italian establishment right there. You know it's good. They got the dessert cart. They got the low lighting. They got like the 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 table white tablecloth and like candles and like there's a fight in the in the corner. Like that's that's a good dining experience. You got a proposal in the other corner. You got uh, everyone. The owner knows everyone. Like that. That's good shit right there. That's where you. That's where you oh, yeah. know your family. Screw Olive Garden. <laughs> That is the Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're here. Um, <laughs> when you're here, you're here. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I really just want to eat there now. Like, that's... I mean, I'm always craving Italian food. I'm going to really harp on my, like, tiny bit of Italian blood this entire episode. Like, I'm always craving Italian food. My my blood is marinara. But, man, did I really want a nice chicken You should get that checked out. 
I, I know. I go okay. to doctors in January. You want to talk about the food in this movie? There's the scene mm. where uh, her mom is making eggs in a hole. Oh, yeah, toad in the hole. Thing. Guess, guess what I did as soon as I got up this morning. I went out yeah. there. I had you the sourdough bread. I cut the hole in it. I had eggs in a hole. Oh my god, it's so know, good. I, I, I like the red peppers that were with it too. That, that I know. I, I was like, man, oh. I wish I had some red peppers. Oh, that would be like, mm, that seems great. <laughs> Do you want to know what I was thinking when she was doing that? Other than, damn, that looks good. I was trying to figure out how she got it all in one go. Because I'm not, okay, I'm not a chef. I'll admit that. Let me tell you what, I would have fucked it up. I would I would have only grabbed the bread. I would have, screwed, the egg would be off. I don't, God knows where the egg would have gone. Like, that woman is a On the wrist, chef. McKenna. It's all on the wrist. <laughs> it's all on the, well, I got it. Poor wrists. I'm confused about which part you think is like difficult. Because at first I thought you were talking about cutting the hole. That too. Like well, yeah, because yeah, you mean, just take like a biscuit cutter or a cookie cutter and you just go in the bread. Oh my god! Or you know, just kind of cut a circle with a knife. That wait, works too. Wait, if you use... it's much easier to just take the, the cookie cutter. And oh sure. <gasps> wait, if you use a cookie cutter, could you do like different shapes? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I can't see why not. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. Okay. Um, game changer. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, cooking confuses me too much. And uh, that woman, in my eyes, is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was real hungry watching this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she makes him a steak with the pasta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That looked so good. Oh, and the bread. Oh, my the bread God. Great too. The bread. Mm-hmm. The bread. It made me, like, as soon as they like they went to that bakery, like, I was like, oh, man, I wish there was, like, a bakery that I could just go and buy bread from. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I mean, obviously we have, like, a bakery around here and stuff, but the bread's so expensive, and it's also, like, it's not even that personal where I'm walking in and I'm talking to the person. They got, yeah. they got bread everywhere. Like, it's just <laughs> full of bread. Like, yeah. how much bread are they throwing away every day? They got so much bread in there. There's not a Nick, an angry Nicolas Cage in the basement, like... A one-handed guy shoveling <laughs> coal or whatever out. into the oven. <laughs> you know, okay. We gotta talk about all the stuff with the hand. Um... <laughs> Uh, in my very limited notes that I took, I didn't take many notes. I'm the guest. Um, oh. <laughs> I do that on my show. I do that on my show. The um, only note that I but... took for this was I wrote down my moonfall joke. <laughs> Made nice. Forget to do that. I had four notes for this. Well, other than the fact that you. <laughs> but but my very first bullet point is all the stuff with Ronnie's hand. Um, <laughs> I kept expecting it to like impact the plot in yeah. some way, but no, it's just like a thing that they decided to like, he should only yeah. have like half a hand, but it starts in the airport when Loretta's seeing off uh, Johnny and he's talking about, Hey, I need you to do this thing. I have uh, you know, a younger brother. We've had some bad blood. It's been, you know, five years he says, and he holds up his hand oh. and he looks at it. And he closes his fist. Oh, wow. I didn't pick up on that. And <laughs> obvious. I didn't know Nick Cage only had one hand. I got to watch this movie again. Pick up all the hands. Yep. And uh, okay, well, you know, then... So to pause there at the airport scene, because that scene is mm-hmm. immediately followed by what might be the funniest fucking scene in this movie, where she talks to the old lady <laughs> who is just The old like, crone. 
just like mad, just like absolute crazy eyes talking about how she put a curse on the plane. Curse on that plane. I was waiting for something to happen with all like the bad luck talk and whatnot. I was like, um, this next scene is going to be the plane in the ocean. What I love about this movie is it pauses every now and then for a scene that's just funny vibes. (laughs) It's just like, you know what? Barely anything happens in this movie. We got to fill out the runtime. Let's just have some fun. Oh, and they're clearly having fun. Like at the liquor store uh, with the, you know, the couple fighting about how he's eyeing some young lady. And, oh, God, it's so good. And she's just, you know, kind of smiling and listening. Relationships. Mm -hmm. Everything has to do with somebody like stealing somebody or cheating on somebody. It reminds me of a lot of like in When Harry Met Sally, the interstitials of like interviewing the couples and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like these, these little pauses just for like thematic flair. Mm. Like I said, I learned so much about love and relationships in this movie. This is, and I, I also I like how <laughs> with the dad everything comes back to death. Like every time when the mom asks the fiance, clearly I'm not good with names. Um, Rose asks the fiance, oh Johnny, and he's just like I'm afraid of death or whatever. It's like God damn it, fucking always comes back to death. So I men chase women, whatever. And he's constantly singing along to that Vicky Carson about, and he's like really singing <laughs> his heart out about the you know, the or I shall die line. <laughs> and and they, they go watch the opera where the, the, the woman dies at the end of the opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, every, everything's about Whole death. Whole fucking movies about death. <laughs> yep. Joe, yeah. Give us uh, more going back. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Hand yes. facts. Hand facts. <laughs> hand facts. Hand facts. <laughs> Um, so like after the opera, when they, um, she realizes that they've walked back to his place and he has that big lawn speech about, you know, being in love with her and how love isn't, you know, you know, what they tell you it is and all that. And I want you to get inside and get into my bed. And he, he reaches out for her and he reaches out with the prosthetic hand. And the camera just kind of lingers on it for a moment. And he's got this just desperate look in his face. It's, I think a lot of this stuff I kind of realized in this rewatch, because I don't think I've really watched this film with as much of a critical eye before. It's just a good fucking movie that I've enjoyed for a good portion of my life. And, but you just, you notice so much when you start actually paying attention to this movie. Other than that, uh, just the wonderful bit where uh, Ronnie's like losing his shit on her, you know, pointing at his hand. You know, I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. And the whole thing about Chrissy over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. I'm going to cut my throat. And then Chrissy, bring me the big knife. (laughs) She's like, I told you I won't do it. (laughs) I, so I, I came very so close good. to tweeting out last night. McKenna, bring me the big knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. I was laughing Ooh. so hard. That. 
And again, it's all these little characters that you see in like one scene, they get a couple of lines, there's some real hung dingers there, and then they're gone for the rest of the movie. You never see them again. <laughs> I was really hoping something would develop with that girl who loved John, or not Johnny, Ronnie, too many Onnies, um, who loved Ronnie. Nothing came of that. I was like, damn, she must be devastated. Yeah. Cher just came in I, one day. <laughs> swooped in, stole her hands. Um, I love that little tug of her sleeve that her coworker gives her after she confesses her love. It's so sad. I, know. I mean, when you got Nick Cage looking like that, how can you not love him? You know, it's, it's, I have, it's a, I have a couple, uh, have a couple quotes of, of, uh, pulled up of jokes that I liked. <laughs> when Ronnie tells her, you ruined my life, she goes, that's impossible. It was ruined when I got here. <laughs> it's, it's made all the better with the New York accent as well. Like, that's what I, I, I think I loved particularly about Cher's character. It was just the how she talked and, like, the, the accent and everything. Oh, it just makes Apparently, it was her boyfriend at the time that taught her how to speak with that Brooklyn accent. Wow. Not a dialect coach. He's God. crushing it. and Because I'll, I'll say, you compare it to Nick Cage. Nick Cage is struggling with the accent. Nick Cage is struggling with, like, everything in this movie. <laughs> this is not Nick Cage's best performance, unfortunately. No. No, it's still it's, fun as hell, but, oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he, it's, it's still a great time. And, like, just like the... It's more the vibe of Nick Cage is there, the way that he performs <laughs> things, you know? We know what Nick Cage is. We know the vibe Nick Cage brings. But it also just like at this point in his career, like the look that he had is so good for this movie because it is mm -hmm. like it sells that he's like significantly younger than her. Like the scene of them uh, together at the opera, like just like mm, they look so good together. <laughs> yep. She is 18 years his senior. Wow. I like, you know, there's too many damn movies where older guys, younger women. I like that Moonstruck reverses it. I like that I like that Nick Cage is younger. It's not like a, a Harold and Maude type situation, but it's um no. Or licorice pizza. Yeah. That's a strange one. This one's legal. Uh, um yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They're, they're they're both they're both yeah. like well into adulthood. But like yeah, she like like she's just like I, I like that, like, they, they, they talk about, it, like, where, like, she's just, like, kind of stopped trying. Like, her, her husband died, and she hasn't really put in a lot of effort. And then, like, she start like, she sees Ronnie once, and then she goes and gets her hair done. She gets all the grays taken out of her hair, and then her hair's all blown out. She's looking, like, full-on Cher now. Oh, it's so good. We love a transformation montage. Oh, that was great. Oh, and it was like, oh. Oh, it was the, the the hair salon gossip as well. Oh, like like similar to like well really any scene. It's like if you felt like you were there in the hair salon also getting your hair done. It was wonderful. It was great. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, and then the dress, the hair, and the dress. Oh. Oh yeah, the dress is just like damn. Share killing it. Oh, what a woman! What a woman! Um, she she I just she makes me speechless, honestly. Like, 
And she's out there. She's doing accountant shit as well. She's doing hot girl stuff out there in, in, in good old New York. <laughs> yeah, she is the best bookkeeper in all of Brooklyn. Um. <laughs> this is, uh, she's, she's doing the books. She's... I love like oh, the man. C or the D plot of her totally forgetting to make the deposit for her <laughs> aunt and uncle. And um, they just show up to be a couple of extra characters at this breakfast scene at the end. And they're like, you got something you want to tell us? <laughs> and she's been walking around with, you know, a day's worth of cash from their business. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? I, 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 like the, the grandpa, the grandpa oh, who's just like around during the he keeps getting these mm-hmm. weird scenes where he goes out and he, he's talking to the dogs about the moon and he goes mm-hmm. and visits the grave. I, I don't know what's that, going that's on. That's like a it. daily thing for like old Italian men like that. It's they're gonna go meet at the cemetery, you know. But see, smoke I a couple of heaters and drink some coffee. It's this is what compels me to watch the movie again because I want to like with the full context. I want to like analyze what's going on with Grandpa. What's he up to? Just and then he, he gets the so end, many steam sealing things. The you know the the thing where he's going to feed the dogs. Old man, you feed those dogs one more piece of my food. I'm gonna kick you till you're dead. And his little pivot and turn back to the table with the <laughs> look on his face. At the, at the and end then in the kitchen scene yes. when he's. He starts crying. He gets two wonderful lines in that scene. Dad, the one you're bringing up. Dad, what's wrong? I'm confused. <laughs> and then the other one, when it's just dead silence at the table, someone tell a joke. No, no, it's so good. Afterwards, afterwards, when they're all drinking the champagne, and he brings the champagne over to Johnny, and he's like, drink. He's like, no, no. He's like, no, we're family now. Drink. Yes. Mm. I really just want to. I mean, I want to rewatch the entire movie, but particularly that kitchen scene. This is really. I love how many damn times the doorbell rings, and every time they think it's Johnny. But no, it's just other, some other random part of the family just coming over. It's, it's, it's never Johnny until it is. Oh. I love how the aunt's like, So what are we doing here? Because <laughs> everybody's just kind of sitting there in relative silence. <laughs> Oh, and then when the, the mom, she's talking to me, she's like, have I been a good wife? Yes. Oh, my God. You just stop seeing her. And then he just stands, he stands up, up, slams the bam. table, and sits down. Okay. <laughs> so good. But then the follow-up to all that, where, you know, he, he, he does his little, you know, sad, you know, day in a man's life when he realizes that everything's built on nothing or whatever. And she, with this just heartbreaking look on her face like you know your life is not nothing you know meaning hey you've got all this you got me and you know she just says to him you know tama and i forget what he says back but uh it's just it's it's a really sweet moment and it's like (laughs) but also and i want you to go to confession (laughs) (laughs) good old Catholic guilt right there. Cher goes to confession. Oh my god. <laughs> she, she runs through like the, the uh I, I took the Lord's name in vain this many times. I slept with the brother of my fiance. And uh I what's what well, I can't remember. I what bounced the, a uh, check at the Oh I bounced a check. He's like but I don't think that counts, but <laughs> he's like, and you didn't you didn't mean to you didn't do it intentionally? 
No. Okay, well, then that's not a sin. But that second thing... <laughs> that's a pretty big sin. And I'm pretty sure he calls her Loretta because he can clearly see it's her. He knows it's her. This is... <laughs> then all his pet... Two rosaries. That ain't a bad penance right there. Let me tell you what. Nah. It's, it's, and then she goes and prays next to her mom. Uh. You didn't come home last night. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh my god. It's just... And then she this makes... So good. I love when she makes Johnny go on his knees in the restaurant. <laughs> like... It's expensive suit. This is a good I know. suit. I, 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 I picked it out for you. It out. Came with two pairs of pants. <laughs> two pairs of pants. Good suit right there. <laughs> oh. Oh, at the at the end when she um she makes Nick Nicholas Cage give her the ring. <laughs> And he doesn't have a ring, so he <laughs> borrows the pinky ring from Johnny that she's been wearing as an engagement ring the entire time. So good. So good. And he's just gobsmacked from that moment on. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I want to go where you are. I love how even his dying mother, mother can't put up with his bullshit. <laughs> he's weeping and crying, and she's in bed just like <laughs> the dismissive hand wave. She got up, she made food for everyone. The mourners, her and me. I was like, yeah, that's that's an Italian woman right there. <laughs> she ate a meal that would choke a pig. <laughs> a miracle? That's not supposed to happen anymore. <laughs> Ain't these modern times? <laughs> Oh god. I also like the the little bit of a running gag of him just continuously forgetting his bags. Like when he goes yep. to the taxi, he goes away, forgets the bag. Well, it happens like three times in like two minutes. It's wonderful. It's a great mm -hmm. time. Oh my god. <laughs> just uh, what a movie, you know? This is a damn Anger. thank you, Joe, for telling me about this movie. This this is this is a good movie. This is an excellent film. It's so good. Um, oh my god! I just like I said, I didn't know what it was going into it, and I'm ah oh, ah oh, wonderful, brilliant, brilliant! I tell you. Um, <laughs> before I say more um, adjectives, because you know I can. Uh, Joe, do you have any last thoughts about this movie? <laughs> God, um, again, there's just the, the different conversations in this thing. You, you watch this thing a few more times, you're going to have so many of these lines absolutely stuck in your head. Um, I know the whole, you know, slap, slap, snap out of it thing uh, for years. That was like in the American Film Institute's list of like best lines of uh, like best comedic lines or whatever. Um yeah, and suddenly all the gifts that people use from time to time, you know, the the two that are probably out there, uh, all make more sense. The table flip is such a great scene. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's oh, just his little pause of like, look what I've done. Shit. 
Run my hand through my hair. <laughs> yup. This is gonna turn into like when I'm gonna watch this movie so many times, like when Harry met Sally, where I'm just like quoting it constantly. Because that one, like, there are so many lines from that movie where I'll just be like uh, talking to myself, just be like, waiter, <laughs> waiter. <laughs> I'd be proud to partake of your pecan pie. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. This movie's got so many things like, like, just like, oh man, I'm gonna be like saying lines from this movie for the rest of my life. Yeah, man. you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I need to seek out more Norman Jewison movies. He did In the Heat of the Night, right? Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic um, movie. Yeah, I, I've seen bits and pieces and that's it. But I, yeah, I need to give that one a whirl and just look uh, into some of his other work. Uh, the, um, hurricane? the Hurricane is, I remember really loving that movie. Um, Fiddler on the Roof, of course, is a fucking bear. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Thomas Crown Affair is pretty decent. Like he's got some. He's got yeah, some that's, solid that's pretty fun. Him. This is yeah, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to talk about the movie. <laughs> I was just going to give like one more sentence about the movie. <laughs> oh, by all means. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking about this, and I'm I'm, I'm excited to go. Cause Thanksgiving's coming up, so I'll see a bunch of my family. I can almost guarantee you, they all went to the theaters to watch this. Like, and I'm thinking about I'm like, uh, grandma went. All the cousins went. This is this is a. Uh, yeah, no, they they all they lined the theaters for this one. Um, Thirty-five years ago. Oh yeah, back at oh, <laughs> thirty-seven. What a what a year! Let me tell you what. I remember it fondly. Uh, Brandon, do you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brandon, do you have any last thoughts about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's Criterion Month. Uh, we're, we're picking movies out of the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie epitomizes, like, kind of what I love about the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know, like, probably a lot of people who listen to this show probably not super familiar with the Criterion Collection. They probably heard that it's, you know, like a joke about how much I love the Criterion <laughs> Collection and my Criterion, my Blu-rays, all that stuff. And it gets sort of a reputation of being, like, very, uh, very snooty very like oh it's all french new wave and italian neorealism and it's your godard and it's your fellini all that stuff but like and a heavy dose of samurai yeah yeah and a lot of kurosawa (laughs) and it's just like it's all black and white movies and stuff like that and like they do such a good job of finding movies that like to put a stamp on and be like you should remember this you should check this out this movie is kind of just like if, if you're not into the collection or you didn't watch it a million times when you were a kid, this just isn't a movie that's talked about anymore. It's not a movie that's super remembered well. And if it wasn't for the Criterion Collection, you wouldn't be able to buy this movie on Blu-ray probably. This movie slaps. This movie's awesome. It's This is sort of like the other side of the coin of when we did film bro right because film bro month was a lot we were watching and being like yeah these are good movies but like they probably get talked about too much 
this is like these are really good movies and we should probably all be talking about them a lot more moonstruck is awesome this movie's fucking great would have never heard about this thing if it wasn't for joe and the criterion collection i so, just like mm, i just need to go more into the collection and just watch more stuff I'm really happy you two enjoyed this film as much as you did. It's it's a shit ton of fun for sure. Um, and on the topic of uh, Criterion Collection and uh, your Criterion Month, I'm I'm pretty excited about the other films that uh, uh, you're you're uh, <clears throat> going to be deep diving into here over the next three weeks or so. Um, I, I I find it hilarious that Armageddon is part of it, but also yeah, Armageddon fucking. <laughs> Rules in the collection. <laughs> it is. It is. Apparently, The Rock is as well. Um, yeah. But uh, speaking of the Criterion Collection, and I know there's a bunch of uh, hot new releases this month, and you had mentioned, you know, Barnes and Noble has their sale going on for the bulk of the month. Um, anything in particular that you're thinking of picking up? Do you want to see the? Uh -oh. I have. I have uh -oh. a lot of tabs pulled up right now. <laughs> Well, now, well, now I am, I'm working through because I know I have a couple weeks to decide. Mm -hmm. So I brought up a bunch of stuff and I'm just going to I'm going to work it down into about like four or five Blu-rays I'm going to pick up for the month. But right now it's um, the before trilogy, which I actually okay. I haven't seen before. So I know that those are supposed to be really, really fantastic. I want to watch those. So those are in there. The Great Dictator um charlie chaplin of course eight and mm -hmm. a half Fellini's uh probably masterpiece one of my favorite movies of all time do the right thing uh ah. memoirs of murder which i know joe is a big fan of thinking about buying that one yep um, i've definitely Terrence got that Malick's, one. uh badlands haven't okay. seen that uh parasite which um really like that movie i know the criterion like cover is fucking awesome kind of want to pick that one up uh, Seven Samurai, The Sound of Metal, which I really liked, Lost Highway, which I'm probably going to buy, and um, the one that I'm definitely going to buy, Punch Drunk Love. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely picked that Lost Highway 4K up as soon as it was around. Um, luckily, there was a sale right at that time. Uh, and like we talked about with some of David Lynch's films, it's just vibes. It's yeah. absolutely just vibes, but this is like his most soundtracky movie. Where was, it was it, the first David Lynch film because I had been a Twin Peaks fan. That was the first film that I had watched, and that movie was just like, "What a fucking mind fuck that movie is!" Crazy mm -hmm. film. It's bonkers. Um, I, I've only got two things that are on my short list. Um, I, I want to, you know, keep the uh criterion budget in check this time around for sure but uh that 4k version of wally the first disney pixar film as part of the uh, criterion collection it is my favorite pixar movie i cry like a fucking baby every time i watch those two robots fall in love um and i'm very very tempted um uh, to snag that infernal affairs trilogy nice yeah, the inspiration for The Departed. Yeah. Mac, are, you, are there any Criterion movies you're thinking about getting? Um, get back to me. Um, I, I <laughs> have to look at the list. I have to look at things. Um, 
It's a I long list. It's very likely that now Moonstruck will end up being purchased by me because I really <laughs> want to know what the the because my favorite thing about the Criterion is like the essays and stuff included. I really like like a well educated like a film professor or a professional film critic just being like, here's six pages on why this movie's dope. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I've got a, I got a few Barnes and Noble gift cards. So yeah, I'm probably going to pick something up. It's when, but when, when, when does it end? We're not sponsored by Criterion yet, but when We're does not. it end? They or Barnes and Noble. Us. Um, I believe it'll, I believe this goes through pretty much all November. That's normally what oh. it is, is that November is 50% off at Barnes and Noble for a Criterion. Sweet. Do they have the Criterion movies in store? I can't remember. Yeah. So usually a good the number. Larger, the larger Barnes and Nobles do. Um, the smaller Barnes and Nobles have started taking the Criterion Blu-rays out of the store because they're just not selling very well. Mm-hmm. But if you go to like a larger Barnes and Noble, Mac, you're in Philly. There's, if oh you go yeah, in, I will, am in Philly. Yeah, you're in a I major should, metropolitan city. I need to if you go Barnes to a Barnes and Noble, there will be an entire section of Criterion. I completely forgot. I can go to a Barnes and Noble whenever I want. I forgot where <laughs> I lived. Oh my god. I don't have to drive to Barnes and Noble. I can take this. So- <gasps> I wonder where it is. This is a game changer. I completely forgot. <laughs> this is. Ooh. Oh. Got a couple of these. <laughs> oh, visual aids. I'm, I'm... Yes, and for, and for Brandon, I do have. If I can get my finger to go where it needs to go. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait, there's a delay in the video, so it's not helping. <laughs> there's Moonstruck. There it is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Look at, oh my God. Oh, you. You're so, so prepared. We are doing, we are doing a couple of the Criterion films that are my favorites, right? We're going to do uh, Dazed and Confused with Iso Christian. This is, I think, maybe my favorite Criterion cover that they've done. Uh, it comes with Recovered. a film poster and stuff. It's oh. fucking, it's fucking dope. This oh, this is like cool. one of the coolest nice. Criterion editions they've ever done, and it's one of my favorite movies. So I'm really excited we're going to do that one. And then uh, we're also going to do The Red Shoes, which I think might be the best movie in the Criterion Collection. This movie's fucking incredible. But we're sort of doing Proto Black Swan. <laughs> it's it's very similar, yes. We're sort of doing a lot of weird movies, right? Because we're picking Armageddon, which you can't buy at a Barnes and Noble. We're doing um, Moonstruck, which is like not one of the marquee Criterion titles. So if you're really looking to get into the Criterion collection, two films, 100% recommend. They're very hard to find anywhere else other than Criterion. Is um, one, La Samurai. This is one of the most influential films ever made. If you like Drive, if you like Baby Driver, if you like any of those movies about a fucking guy who doesn't talk a lot and wears a cool jacket, it's ripping off this movie. It's like the grandfather of a French New Wave. It's it's fucking awesome. Buy this one. And then Blowout, which we've talked about on this podcast before. One of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. Therefore, also, one of the most influential films of the movies you probably like. So pick up some of these. Uh, 
just Le Circle Rouge. Dope. Tootsie. This movie fucking slaps, man. Tootsie's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Mulholland Drive, which me and Joe have a podcast together talking about Mulholland Drive. It's very long, but uh, go listen to us talk about Mulholland Drive, which is in the Criterion. Please. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can pick up a 4K copy of Citizen Kane. Um, this movie is as good as you've been told it is. Go watch it. Very enjoyable. Uh, once again, we are not sponsored by Criterion. We should be. Um, Which damn well should be. be. Yep. I'll... Tag Criterion yeah. on Twitter in this podcast post. Let them know mm -hmm. they need to send us like gift cards or something. Yeah. Or a hat. They have hats. Oh, I want a hoodie. I mean, they have hoodies. Um, we also want the house T-shirt. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll write him an email. This is we house would... rips. It's yes. such a good movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, sponsors Criterion Collection, sponsors Barnes & Noble, sponsors Hosses. Still trying to get it. <laughs> trying to get the Tony salad. One day, one day. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe, where can people find you? Please, by all means, seek out Murders with Mertens on YouTube. Uh, don't have that custom URL, just a YouTube handle, which is some kind of new thing that they started rolling out this past week. Um yeah, yeah. YouTube, stop trying to make handle a thing. We we just want custom URLs. Um, but you know, did I sign up for one? Sure, I did. Um, but yes, murders with Mertens, murders with Mertens really, on YouTube. Really good podcast. There are. Well, thank you for two that. Two episodes with uh, me talking about, as I said, Mahan Drive. Also, Funny Games, which is in the Criterion Collection over there. We only talk <laughs> yes, about Criterion movies when I go on. <laughs> that show apparently apparently oh, yeah. mckenna mckenna yes hers was a cryer yes <laughs> the silence of the lambs <laughs> yes. yes yeah consider those yes. like um like supplemental criterion month episodes <laughs> yeah, that's your home there you go month. there you go <laughs> happy to be part of that but yeah yeah it's it's a fun little podcast where i bring on a guest and we talk about one of their favorite scary films and uh you know, we kind of use the plot as the way to work through things, but uh, just gush about all the cool, dope shit that happens in somebody's favorite scary movie. Yes. Talent 10. Highly recommend. Go check it out. We have the links in the bio. Mm, boom. Doobly-doo. Doobly-doo, yes. Um, Brandon, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Jose Ruckus on pretty much every social media platform, at least while social media platforms are still a thing. Um, they can also find me every Wednesday night at six o'clock Pacific on uh, twitch.tv slash fan controlled for the show. Don't cause a ruckus, which is a dope show. It's a sports debate show that doesn't stick to sports. Yeah. Uh, go watch that. Yes. 10 out of 10. Um, you can find me if you want on Twitter at par pants two and two. Oh, I'm going to pimp something. Um, <laughs> Um, if you're a fan of, of the soccer and you're watching the World Cup, go check out Seda Soccer TV, where I will be producing stuff with, um, amazing commentators and, um, and maybe I won't make things explode. I won't be, I'll be behind the scenes. I won't be on screen, but, um, we'll have, uh, Josh Sperber, who 
is a commentator for the Melbourne Aces in Australia for baseball. And um, Oasis. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, a woman who, she was, uh, Jill, she was the first woman to call a Diamondbacks game. Um, she's also amazing. I haven't met her yet, but um, she's pretty cool. So um, go check that out if you like sports, soccer. Um, uh, so yeah, Seda Soccer TV, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you. Um, that's pimp stuff. Um, thank you. I, I think I have one last thing to pimp if I possibly oh, yes. could. Go for it. Um, if you live in the United States, uh, I, I hope you've gone out and voted uh, because by the time this thing has posted, uh, we're either living through the prequel of The Handmaid's Tale or we've managed to postpone it for two years. So by all means, uh, get out there and vote. Vote. Yeah, it's going to go up on Monday, right, McKenna? Probably. Right. Yeah. All right. Then get your ass in line and vote. Like your life depends on it. Also might come out on Tuesday. Either way, there is probably still time for you to go out and vote. Go vote. Listen to the show and do it. Mm -hmm. Just just fucking do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's important. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Vote time. Um, And yes, thank you for. Oh. You, if you want, you can follow Twitter. <laughs> I should make a list. Um, at HBO Max, HBO MKS on Twitter. And we also have a fancy YouTube handle thingy. Not a custom URL yet. But um, go subscribe on YouTube. Boom. Um, and maybe we will. YouTube.com slash at HBO Max, MKS. The symbol. Uh, McKenna, I had an idea. Oh. I thought I'd run this by you. Okay, what sure. If, what if at production meeting a hundred subscribers yeah. uh-huh. we get the custom URL, we get all the funny stuff. Mm-hmm. If we get to a hundred subscribers, that's when maximum ruckus happens. That's when maximum ruck. I am behind that. So yeah, if you want a podcast of me and McKenna not talking about a movie, just the wild derailing parts of this podcast. If you just want those things, if we get to a hundred subscribers on YouTube, mm-hmm. maximum ruckus that show. That'll happen. That's greenlit, baby. Right now it's nice. red lit. Mm-hmm. It could be greenlit. Well, I guess like, share, and subscribe, and all that. Yes, exactly. Smart. There we go. Like, share, subscribe, comment. I want you to the people yeah, comment. Sure. Sorry, oh, I was going to ask you that. Uh, <laughs> so I got you first. I want you. I want you to comment on this episode. When the moon hits your eye, <laughs> like a big pizza pie. That's some more. That's more. Um, I do have one final comment. Every time I think of that, and this is going to be very particular to only a few people. Um, whenever that came up, I only thought of our good friend Mike Larky, our copyright lawyer, because I swear to God, he's saying that at least once every time we played Fortnite. <laughs> um, so shout out to Mike. Um, but yes, thank you for watching and commenting and subscribing, um, and liking and voting. Thank you. Um, that's some more. Hi. <laughs> the Circle Rouge. <laughs>